It's the PC Per Podcast, episode 646, being recorded on September 29, 2021. I'm Sebastian Peak. I'm Jeremy Hellstrom. I'm Josh Walrath. I'm a quieter Brett Van Spurmer. No, I'm not going to do that the whole time. I'm not. Okay, I'm yeah, not going to do don't. that. Uh, you can find out. NPR voice. When we go live most weeks, Brett, most weeks, you can find out when we go live by signing up at PCPer.com slash subscribe to be alerted. And you can support the site and this podcast by going to patreon.com slash PCPer. Brett, do we have any updates on that front? You know, we do. We've got two new heroes for the big board tonight. It's Dennis Wardell and Gavin Thomas. So thank you very much, you guys, for signing up. Yay. Yes, really appreciate it. So do they, Helps do they have a Patreon that we could possibly push? Oh, interesting. That would make you a lot what? more money. That's... um. That's probably something somebody should start. Yeah. yeah. Hatreon. They'd, yeah, they'd probably <laughs> sue, though, due to, like, the naming conflict. But probably. Heck of an idea. Hmm. <clears throat> somebody well, they should somebody just... write that down. I, I'm not following at all. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Like, subscribe, follow. Come on, Sebastian. Yeah, hit the bell. Jeez. Hit that bell. It, we, it, smash that like button. Smash it. We're immediately going to go to Laramie, Wyoming. And I have to say, Josh, hmm. something about this picture, this is different. The color balance is cooler. The lighting is more sophisticated. What's going on It's here? because I'm on vacation, and oh. I'm not in my office. Oh. I actually took a week off, and, and I shouldn't even be here. I should be just doing something else with my time. But no, you guys are worth it. Sort That's of. Fine. Yeah. Now yeah, my 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 office isn't any cleaner, but I do have my uh, tomatoes in. They're they've gotten big and bushy, and got some big old tomatoes hanging from there. Some red turgid tomatoes. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually uh, we have some other smaller ones in in the other room because it's it's getting down now to low thirties in Laramie at night. So we bring them in. And uh, you know, I picked off one of the one of the cherry tomatoes, and it was just so bright and plump, and cut it in half, and just sprinkled a little sea salt on it, and it was just fantastic. Your own fresh produce right off the vine, and it's ripened on the vine, and so it doesn't taste like cardboard, like yeah. the grocery store tomatoes. I mean, the the big ones here are, are kind of um, uh, what do they call that? Not antique. But uh, her- heirloom. not hereditary heirloom, heirloom, and uh, we 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 cut one of those open. It was a very very different texture on the inside than the regular tomatoes that you get. It was it was very very solid, but again, it was super super tasty. And uh, yeah, it's going to make me sad when when these eventually just die off, and and I will not have any more until fall of twenty twenty two. But Going along, uh, you know, the picture. Uh, this this was actual a real buffalo chicken sandwich. Uh, as you remember last week, I had to kind of create my own. And obviously the guys in the kitchen, they felt bad for me that I would have to get like a grilled uh, piece of chicken with a side of buffalo sauce that I would slather on there. So they made... The own special. Uh, uh, so it's buffalo chicken with actual fried chicken breast, which 
the fry job was was fantastic on it uh tossed in their angry buffalo sauce and then uh covered liberally with uh blue cheese dressing and blue cheese crumbles and let me tell you it was it was fantastic usually i'm not a, a big fan of blue cheese but woof this was this 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 combination just was hammering it today and uh Sadly, they they no longer do hand cut fries because uh, they just can't find anybody to work for them. Like every other place around in town, it's bizarre, and so they had to go to a, a frozen fi- uh, fry uh, uh, group. And uh, you know, not as interesting as the hand cut stuff, but it was still still pretty decent. I can't complain. Overall, it was an outstanding sandwich, and uh, you know, I'd have it again. Videocards.com. It's spelled with a Z. What's that all about? No, that's not what's confusing. If we go to the screen here, right in the headline, it says, NVIDIA RTX 30 super specifications might be confusing to customers. What else can they do with the silicon? I mean, what is there left to do? You've already got the TI. Well, there might be a super coming. According to Copite7Kimmy, if that's how you pronounce the screen name, a leaker who... I'm quoting videocards.com entirely here. Revealed the specs of NVIDIA Ampere GPUs more than a year before release. So they can be trusted, in theory. I'm not quoting there. I'm Mm. adding that. So here's a summary from this Twitter leaker. 3090S? (laughs) The funny thing about this is that... Here's a summary. I doubt it. You know, know, parked in in the, the production queue... A long time ago. They can't just suddenly go, hey, you know what? A couple months ago, six months ago, we're going to make some supercars. They planned this for a long time. They would never be able to get to production if they hadn't. So, Oh, right. They're, they're going to get all the production. All along. They're going to get that production regardless yeah, yeah. of when and if they plan this. But I get mm, what you're saying. Yeah. They don't just do this stuff overnight. Yeah. You can't spin up a fab no. overnight. You can't exactly. create a GPU I mean, overnight. This isn't a this table. Let's drag out some more, you know, money out of everybody. This is this okay. has been in the works for a long time. So a thirty ninety, based on GA one hundred two, ten thousand four hundred ninety six CUDA cores are enabled. There's more. That's not, not the that entirety many. of GA one hundred two. Thirty ninety <laughs> super ten thousand seven hundred fifty two. But it moves from 24 gigabytes of GDDR6 to the same 24 gigabytes of GDDR6. X. Sorry, there's an X at the end of both of them. So that's possibly interesting. I mean, if they're getting higher clocks out of it. But imagine the power draw. This is the same architecture. What are they going to do? Is this going to be a 400-watt TDP GPU? Yeah, well, we don't know the clocks, of course. So, And then uh, 3080 Super is going to sit... I was thinking it would be really close to a 3080 Ti, but according to this chart, based on these rumors, it is actually a lot closer to the CUDA core count of just the 3080. Yeah. So it would sit under the Ti. Uh, but it would have the same amount of memory as the Ti. It would have 12 gigs instead of 10, which is what you get with a standard 3080. I think I think the only value oh, one here potentially yeah. is the 3060 level because that's actually a big jump over the 3060 ti you can see it's above the ti oh i see the so the 3060 series. super would have the 12 gigs of a 3060 well wow. that's another good point so the cuda core jumps way up cuda core count goes way up on the 3060 super 
and it jumps from 8 gig to 12 gig. So I think the most interesting, reasonable, hey, that looks like a decent card, probably, you know, 10 towards weight towards that how, one. How much do you think it's going to be? 99 Oh, what street street or, or technically it has to be less than the 3070 doesn't it yeah so that's 3070 is i think a, officially a 599 card 3080 founders edition if you're one of those lucky people you can get them for 699 oh, yeah 3070 is, is 3070 if you were in the wacky world of msrps yeah, yeah. But now How just out of zero really no i thought that was a 3060 ti was 499 that's 399 Jeez. Yeah, I know. The prices are all whack. And then the 3060 launched at its theoretical... 339. Yeah, was it 339? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. So it... 3060 Ti has long... Like, this entire generation has been the price performance leader if you could get it at that price. But unfortunately, it was also the best Ethereum mining card you could buy. Well, it was soon to be replaced on the list of mining cards. By this one, look, because it's got more memory, four gigabytes of more more memory... But it'll have the light hash rate, right? It'll be an LH. Well, you're right about that. Yeah, you're right. Intel ARC. This is via WCCF Tech. We're talking about the three GPUs. I was reading about this the other day. So they're going to have an entry level, a mid and a high end. Seems simple enough. The top end, 512 EUs. But they're not EUs. Remember, they're... um, execution cores and 128 at the bottom end and allegedly this this is this actually a real slide it looks very busy no uh josh this is from your moore's laws dead guy Uh, that's where this slide came from he's fairly good at kind of figuring this stuff out and he's got his definitely got some ears at in particular places that seem to give him some Pretty reasonable information. That well, seems fairly yeah. consistently good. Oh, look, and there's a link to the Moore's Law video about this. So if this ends up being true, um, we're looking at a product at the high end, which is supposedly going to compete with the 3070 Ti. Somewhere between the 3060 Ti and 3070 Ti. They look like they're going to be fairly well endowed from the memory perspective, closer to the AMD, you know, yeah, 16 gigabytes kind of thing than the NVIDIA 8 plus. Well, yeah, it says up to 16 gigs GDDR6, not 6X. Not X. Featuring yeah. up to 16 gigabit per second, though 18 cannot be ruled out as per the rumor. So, eh, we shall see. Obviously, we have to wait for actual product announcements, but it would be nice. I mean, this is coming at some point next year. Now, remember, the interesting thing here is potentially they're making it in their own fab, right? Or are they or no. they're TSMC? Sorry. No. Sorry. No. No. TSMC. They're not making GPUs right. in their own fab. Sorry. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, that that was totally his... would kill their margins. Yeah. Okay. And they'd be mad. Any more thoughts on this? They need to make this in their own um, fab. <laughs> they need to hurry up. Yeah. That's why they're building more another fab in Arizona, which is... Seriously, one of the worst places you could do because it takes so much water to run a fab. And Arizona is not exactly known for its fresh flowing rivers of water. They could just truck it in. I mean, it's got lots of sand. I don't get it. So there's I that. They should build here. Look, but, Michigan, right. 
is surrounded by lakes. Yeah. And just build a fab here. Yeah, Pump but in that beautiful, clean water out of our lakes. Yes, How's beautiful, clean water from the Great Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> Unpl- well, it's better than it used pristine. to be. Hey, did you know there's a shortage of water trucks in Taiwan? Just yeah. as an, for example. Yeah. They've, everything that could go wrong has gone wrong. We've talked a lot about GPU rumors so far in this show. And let's talk some Yeah, more I don't know why we didn't rumors. put this together with the other one. Because it's from the same Z place that we talk oh, about. Are we going to actually be, or be critical of my indenting style here? Is that what you're doing? That's really what you're doing here, isn't well, it? Well, the next story on the list <laughs> is not from video cards. Although the picture <laughs> has a video cards watermark. but the well, It is from video. Yeah, I didn't want to link to a certain site oh. directly. I see. Oh, Ars Technica posted about video cards. We probably got it from somewhere else. No, they got it from uh, one of their leakers. Okay. So So this is based off of a a SKU listed on an online retailer. Um, But as opposed to just being a model number sitting in a uh, list of them, there there were actual pictures of the card. Oh, okay. So there's a little bit more uh, believability to it than some of them. But, I mean, at the same time, it's what they and the specs were, so it's 8 gigs of RAM, uh, 1,792 stream processors, and the same uh, memory interface as the 6600 XT. Uh, so that's same memory, same interface, but you're losing uh, a chunk of stream processors on it. And the 6600 XT is like a $380 MSRP, yeah, I know. Uh, and not like you can get it anyways. 1080p card. So this is going to be a slightly cheaper, slightly less powerful uh, 5700 XT. Or sorry, I mean uh, 6600 <laughs> XT. <laughs> oh, Freudian uh, slip there. Yeah, just, just, just a little slip there. Um, so, so the price will be somewhere north of 300 bucks uh, so MSRP. What you're, what you're saying is this will it, be a 5700. Yeah. If but, it's just a little under I mean, 57 or 5700 XT, then it'll be the 5700. Yeah, something like that. But I, there is, I did have to pull out one good thing about this. One, the card itself, if the form factor is correct, it's we. And the other is that the one good thing, and you mentioned it in your review of it as well, the power efficiency of the new cards are significantly better. The 6600 XT is 100 watts less pull uh, than the old 5700 XT. So it makes it, you know, more feasible for a small form factor system for someone who's just, you know, doesn't want to have the huge electrical bills assigned to something that's over 300 uh, watts of uh, power consumption. Same time, I mean, geez, 300 bucks, 1080p performance, and that's assuming you can get it because even if it exists, the second that it hits the shelves, it will be gone. Now, wait a minute. The 5700, 57XT... That was not a 300-watt card. Sorry, am I exaggerating? Really? It was about two, well, 260, just, 280? I was very surprised by 100-watt savings. So that, that, was, that was the only thing I'm reacting to. 100-watt seems like a 300 lot. 300-watt TDP cards are like 250, I think. But, okay. you know, close enough. You round up. You know, bring up your review. <laughs> round up. Uh, just like, just like the price. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the price is made up too nowadays. Uh, sorry, the total system that you had on yours was 384 watts. Sorry. And running like the 6600 XT, was, uh... 278. Okay. So it drops 100 watts. 
So yeah, it is significantly lower power, but I mean, yeah, that's that's I guess what you can expect from the next generation. It's just at that level. Nothing good can possibly happen from any new GPU launch except for availability. So <laughs> that's what stinks about the Intel stuff because we're, you know, it's like a oh, third player, more supply. This could be good. And then you realize it's just being, it's being made at TSMC. So they're all waiting in line at TSMC. So depending on the process and the yields and the other customers in line, and we'll just have to see. The water trucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we mentioned AMD a moment ago with their possibly upcoming graphics card that's still just a rumor and pictures which may or may not have just had the XT removed. But who knows? Uh, AMD, though, something we can actually rely on. A real number. 16%. That is AMD's server market share. According to Omdia. Omdia? Impressive. So, it's a business wire report. They do a lot of press releases. Um, Impressive. I hate it when I'm muted. Oh, sorry, Josh. Take it away, man. Yeah, oh, wait. uh, Sorry. Uh, No, uh, you know, for the longest time, AMD was aiming for just getting to double digits in, uh, in, uh, in the server space. And it took three years of Epic before they finally hit that. And now about a year later, they've already reached 16% and growing. That's nuts. That's, 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 you know, it's, it's great for AMD. Um, you really wonder how, you know, like, like they mentioned there, the component shortage puts second half of 2021 shipments at risk. Are they going to slow down because of that? Because, um, you know, I remember that story years ago where Dell said, hey, you know, we've, we've got a waiting list for these Xeons. Why don't you get AMD? And everybody laughed. And now it's like, no, we really want AMD. Well, have you thought about Xeons? <laughs> Just, <laughs> it's funny how that all works now. It's everything cyclical, but uh, 16% is, is huge. It's probably the most that AMD has ever had, even during the highest of the Opteron times. Um, they were never able to uh, to get get up there. I was close at some point, but, you know, they just never were. And now they have these really tremendous products. Um, they have full backing of, of the big the big cheeses in the market. Uh, their stuff actually works really well. And uh, it's, you know, it's, it's as bulletproof as, as the Xeon platforms are. Um, it's all, it's all roses right now for, for AMD when it comes to uh, server market share. And um, we're going to, you know, see this reflected in uh, their earnings and their margins, because again, these are very, very high, high, high margin areas uh, with servers. So, it's all good news. And uh, yeah, Intel needs some competition. And I'm, I'm curious to see how will it continue to innovate? Uh, what, and I mean, we still haven't, I mean, we've, I can't remember. Have we not seen the 5,000 series epics? I, I think only 3,000, right? Because I know in Threadripper, 
it's only 3,000 is, is the highest. Let's find hey, out. Josh, I was going to ask you whether you thought it was this was more of a rejection of where Intel is at in in the server space or a preference for AMD? Because I know that a lot of people maybe were being drawn towards AMD or were being sold on AMD in the server space because it was available and it was of higher performance. And the pricing was a little bit better. So which is it? Do you yeah, think, I, I do you think, think they're going to maintain it's, this it's as Intel sort of gets their performance back a little bit? What do you think? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the uh, the timeline for Intel and their next generation stuff. I mean, we've got some ten right. nanometers things out there, but none of the uh, new cores that are coming up later. I think this year. Um, so it's 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 really muddled and muddy, and and we don't know yet. Um, AMD's timeline for their next generation stuff on the Epic platform. So every it's always a little bit slower there. Uh, but they're still still rolling. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know. <laughs> You're saying that this that this market share is potentially something that they've staked out that you think they can maintain going toe to toe with. Yeah, Intel I think they can maintain it and, in fact, possibly yeah. grow it. And as Jeremy pointed out, um, AMD did go up to twenty five percent in the Opteron time. So I was wrong there. Very wrong. Sixteen percent is is yeah very. Last ten years, it's it's certainly the highest, uh, almost fifteen. Yeah, go AMD. Obviously, the the benefits of Bluetooth must outweigh its lackluster audio quality using the you know the standard SBC codec anyway. Are but, you not familiar with uh, how lazy people are and that they will go for the easiest local minimum and just run with it forever? Oh, well, of course, but convince at, themselves that they're right. Bluetooth must at least be secure. Right, because oh, if the audio yeah. quality is bad, yeah. convenience must be extremely high, and security must be high. Right? Yeah. Uh, no, we pick two of those three. Oh, okay. Oh, at least now maybe one of those three. So this is a hackaday Uh-oh. story, a Bluetooth Uh-oh. vulnerability. That's what all the snarky nonsense was leading up to. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, according to this article, Bluetooth has become widely popular since its introduction in, in 1999. Yes, thank you. For that, Bracktooth. Bracktooth is Norwegian for Crash. From... Oh, I thought I thought Brack was was the guy from Space Coast Coast to Coast. Yeah, Space well, Coast, Coast to Coast, man. Showing the uh, wonderful artwork that I created for the story. Did you make right that, PC Jeremy? Perspective. Did you make oh. this yourself in Microsoft Paint? Uh, no, I use GIMP. Oh, okay. Because the uh, <laughs> because it's from a VHS. Uh, copy obviously so the whites were not anywhere near close to the same i think oh, i changed funny. the uh, <laughs> okay this is been, well much. you know just just to let you know i didn't actually see that you had done brack so oh, i thought you I obviously when you brought it up john no no were. no and i was thinking uh-huh. brack you were right Brack's hilarious. i thought josh was showing great teamwork here and really no 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 I, yeah. like like yes synergy. josh and teamwork yeah. go together Hmm. I also used uh, skinny puppy lyrics for the title, but not many people noticed that. <laughs> I didn't. I you didn't know, either. J- Jeremy's Jeremy's titling and and imagery runs deep. You, you should everyone yes, should take a second or third. And sometimes it's the think. the capitalization that matters. He's basically like it Mark is. Twain. You have to read everything. I wish. The punctuation, the mm. capitalization, mm-hmm. all of it, even if it's unconventional, it has a meaning. It's not a misprint. There's a reason there's an exclamation mark in the middle of a sentence. 
that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm doing a be quiet yeah. post. moving on that's fair that's fair full details are not yet available the research team is waiting until october to publicly release proof of concept code so we don't have that yet express because iot devices will definitely patch it before then oh oh no the esp32 can be fooled into executing arbitrary code that's wonderful because essentially what it's doing is it's causing it to repeatedly crash. And so eventually after so many immediate crashes, it boots up again into uh, a dev mode. And <laughs> then from there, it will just do pretty much what anyone asks it to. Including, you know, like, you know, if you're running a, a home security system and you're sort of counting on if detect movement will send alarm and that pin gets moved to we'll just uh, sit there and drool for a while like a, an English terrier. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's the sort of stuff we're looking at. And because this isn't so much the stuff you find in your phones, this is low-cost, low-power Bluetooth, uh, the ultra-low-power Bluetooth that are in IoT devices freaking everywhere. So, yeah. If one day all of a sudden your toaster just never pops your toast up again, it'll probably be Bracktooth. Oh, I'm thinking of your your Bluetooth enabled uh, door lock. I think that'd be great to crash your house and then just kind of walk in after that, or just permanently lock you out. Oh, sure, whatever, whatever, or lock you in. Even better, you could probably leave by the window. You know, Zaphoid Beaver Rock style. Defenestrate yourself. Defenestration is a word that doesn't have enough use. I think. Even though it's well, first off, it's illegal at work. I've been told by HR to even use the word defenestration. No, just to sort of explain to someone fully and physically what it means. Oh, physically, right? Like, what's defenestration mean? Like, come here, come close to this window. (laughs) We're only on the second floor. You'll probably live. (laughs) Modern medicine is amazing. Mm -hmm. They can sheet stamp fenster and all that. You know what else is amazing? What's amazing? The work that Moving on. the FPS review is doing on some interesting topics, like this week's study into M.2 performance. Does the M.2 slot matter? I think we already know the answer to this, but it's nice that they're doing some testing. Primary and secondary are not the same, it says. They, may, they both claim to have PCIe 4.0 by 4, but the path to get there and the lanes they connect to come from different places. So if you're not familiar with CPU lanes versus chipset lanes, they did some testing, and I'm trying to get... It's man. not the destination, it's the journey. Yes. Here's a little, you know, <laughs> hey, of the AMD X570. Under chipset. a lot of use cases, it surprisingly makes a li- very little difference. Have you ever used an AMD system? Yes, I find it frustrating. <laughs> but strangely have enough, a, he's not wrong. Anything into the USB ports, or they, they largely corrected that apparently. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Um, well, I am trying to find. And they did it on an F five seventy. Okay. Uh, but no, the uh, the AMD uh, dearth or drift person. Uh, is actually kind of correct. For a lot of stuff, there is a 3 or 4% difference. 
there is a difference. That's, and yeah, that's what I said. You're making two hops. You're making two hops instead of one. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then plus you've, you've got IO contention in between the chipset and the CPU, which shares yep. that by four. Correct. Um, Absolutely. Connection. And so, yeah, you're, you're going to see some lower performance off of that secondary, but it's still going to be faster than PCI 3.0. Yeah, and like, or even just the original generation uh, PCI 4.0 uh, PCIe SSDs. Yeah, we're not doing yeah. the. For, but the thing is, and I mean, I've made this argument before. Um, as much as I love the best of the best of the best, the difference in load times between a first generation, uh, or sorry, a current generation PCIe 3.0, a first generation PCIe 4.0, and a P- Pru, uh new, uh, what is it, uh, PCIe 1.4 spec. I can't remember off the top of my head. Or sorry, NVMe 1.4 and PCIe 4.0 by 4. The difference it makes in loading your game will not be noticeable. You will not see it. But if you're doing workload stuff, you will see a huge difference. And that's where uh, the FS review actually saw it. Right. Yeah. When sense. you're doing huge stuff uh, and you're doing sort of the stuff that, uh, like heavy R processing, uh, video editing and that, then they were seeing like a 10 to 13% difference in performance. So yeah, if you're doing professional usage stuff and you're, you're, you're trying to run two of these NVMe drives, don't, don't move your, 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 your cache over, don't put that as your your scribble drive on the the uh, chipset lanes you want that off the cpu you will actually notice a difference for the vast majority of us yeah the difference between getting a true seven gigabits a second and sort of getting it it's not going to make a huge difference and of course they didn't even bring in some of the boards we got with the third one but again they're going to be the same because it's coming off the chipset they're not going to be faster a commenter had brought up direct storage, and I'm looking that up. It's been in a developer preview since July. Obviously, this is a feature of the upcoming Windows 11. But it's physical limitation, not software. Uh, it's still making two hops. Okay. And that's yeah, without you, even a bloody flex chip. Yeah, you can't defeat the switching chips. Yeah. Especially okay. with bus contention on, the, uh, on, that, on those four lanes to the chipset. So, but what if? Yeah, I guess not. I guess even if. Yeah, but you can't stop the signal, Mal. You can't stop the (laughs) signal. The the other thing I'd love to see toss in, and I mean, I'm sure this was a nightmare to benchmark, um, was a a proper uh, PCIe NVMe card, like a a daughter card that you plug in, which has drives on it, and see what that does. Because I would be curious to see. I mean. I'm assuming it will match about the performance of the primary, but I don't actually know that. Is there anything more extreme than mining Bitcoin using only nuclear power? I mean, if you're going to mine Bitcoin, (laughs) if you really want to earn one of those... Because apparently you have to. There's no alternative (laughs) other than mining it. You know, just about a decade ago, they were worthless. And people were spending like 10 Bitcoins to buy a pizza because that was the trendy thing to do for a while. Yeah. And now, you know, Bitcoin's been worth over 40000 for a while. Kind of, uh, it's a different story. The history of Bitcoin, explained by me in five seconds. But, uh, 
Operators of strong. You know, even if they go, if they, even if they go nuke, that's going to take clean energy, clean electricity away from other uses. I mean, it's it's exactly. It's, there's only so much power production we have, and and we still have a ton of coal and natural gas fired generation that is going to have to ramp up to take that load. I mean, it's it's just mining is. It's um yeah I'm wasteful. I get wasteful it all around. But I, it, I think it is it is it is wasteful. But Josh, these it's, poor it's, nuclear power plants were struggling before, and now look at all. No, the they're building they new ones. But all, by the way, look but at this. This is not, not very repurposing fast. ones. Look at they're the building ad. two new ones. Talk about like contextual advertising. X Energy yeah. Advanced Reactor. Yeah, I don't think that's. I don't know if that's real or not. That's Gen an ad. four. Look. Yeah, well, I know it's an ad. I'm following the ad. Oh, XE. Oh, Hold on. XE. Oh, Xenon, it's, eh? This, is this, the is this an Wait, is this the... nuclear power plant? No, it's, that one, it's out of Idaho and Utah, isn't it? That, that's yeah, a modular, really small, uh, modular. modular look that's at Terrawolf. Is that Terrawolf? Because that's one of the companies that's building a new one uh, to do this. But look at this. They're please. not harming the environment. Look at this landscape photo of trees and mountains. <laughs> they're making yeah, the just world please, a better place. That's, please that's tell me I can leveling have a, to build the uh, micro rod reactor. reactor in my hmm. backyard. Just please yeah. tell me. So, no, I, I, I bet you that's Oklo. I bet you that's Oklo Incorporated, which are one of the ones breeding a breeder reactor in, uh, or building a breeding reactor in Idaho for a brand new mining operation. Because hmm. there's two of them. Talon Energy is doing an old uh, boiling water power in Pennsylvania. And then Oklo, as I said, is doing a, a, one of the newer style breeder reactors in Idaho. And both of them are specifically being built to power Bitcoin mining operations, the large uh-huh. industrial one sized ones. Because, yeah, if you think you're going to do well with your rig at home, guess what? No, the, the pros are at it now. That's why they're sort of leveling out the... Uh, costs uh even even wyoming uh bill gates is uh there's four sites that they're going to try to build a molten salt next generation nuclear reactor oh nice yeah i mean i'm all for it and i think that the technology shows a lot of promise and it's not perfect and they've tried some stuff in the past but you know like anything technology is has moved forward and and uh, a lot of these designs have also done better but you know with molten salt uh, you don't have the pressure issues that you do with uh, light water cooled reactors, which, of course, you know, the water turns into high pressure steam and you've got to have piping that can handle that kind of pressure and anti-corrosion because water is, you know, obviously, especially steam, it's doesn't like to compress. Corrosive. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. So with molten salt, you don't you don't it's it's all one atmosphere. I mean, it's. Yeah, like the uh, pebble reactors not expanding didn't really catch on but the, the pebble reactors were the same sort of thing where you know there was no literally no way it could go critical and it did not have the the huge uh pressure and corrosive issues that a lot of the other ones do because don't get me wrong i am for nuclear power it is one of the, the cleaner uh ones we've got that doesn't depend on the weather uh and but we should be using it for better things than you know, powering that, or as a shot to uh, my neighbor up here in Canada, 
they're trying to clean up the way that they extract oil out of the oil sands by bringing in small portable nuclear power plants to uh, wait, wait, power Canada the has nukes? extraction. Oh, Canada yeah. has Have nukes. you not heard of the Kandu reactor? Wait, do you guys... Exactly. The Kandu reactor used to be one of the weeding high-tech uh, types of nuclear power plants on the planet. Well, that's, that's nuclear power, not nuclear... Coding or could turn it into oh, a bomb, and we had weapon. to stop doing it. But All right, I was, I was vaguely okay. concerned there for okay. a second. Okay. I don't think Canada right. even has an army, but hmm. yeah, that's fine. They resolve everything by talking I refuse to confirm or deny. I want okay. it to be a surprise. It's, isn't just a handshake and let's, let's go get french fries kind of thing? We should pause right here. Right here to hear from this week's podcast sponsor. Minimize the effort, maximize your productivity with Text Expander. Text Expander helps you work faster and smarter so that you can focus your time on the most important work you've got. Use Text Expander for faster results in three easy steps. One, create. Make snippets of text for support responses, sales outreach, or even common emails, then save them in Text Expander. Two, trigger. Just type a few characters and watch the snippet automatically expand your text. Now you can fill in the blank on forms or perform far more complex functionalities to customize your messaging. And three, share. Your whole team can take advantage of your saved snippets, making them more consistent, accurate, and current by giving them the right words for every situation. Use Text Expander's powerful shortcuts and abbreviations to streamline and speed up everything you type. Now that's increasing productivity. Text Expander's available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. Show listeners get 20% off their first year. So visit TextExpander.com slash podcast to learn more. That's TextExpander.com slash podcast. We're back and Jeremy gets to tell us about... Why, why, is it, why do you bring all of this negative security breaches and vulnerabilities? What's, what is it now? What could it possibly be? Please don't tell me that RGB could possibly be bad. Oh, no. What is this? What is this story? Your RGBs can be turned against you. I refuse to believe it. RGBs the the armory beautiful. has been breached. They did the same bloody thing that uh, Origin did and uh, support assist from Dell. They uh, decided that, oh, hey, we'll, we'll just make a DLL call from uh, program data where anyone and their freaking dog can write to. And we're not going to check whether that DLL is signed or uh, the size of it or anything like that. We'll just load her up and go. And so, yeah, uh, it, if you were an RGB addict um, from specifically the ROG Armory crate, unless you have updated, because it only took uh, Asus about uh, two weeks to do the update, which is good. A lot of other companies are taking their damn time batching stuff. Uh, yeah, you might be running some random shite other than, you know, the uh, LED controller software that you've got. The, okay, I have to take issue with the registry here. I highlighted the text. Why? It's a, perfect, it's a perfect okay. description. Quoting the register. The software is intended for use by gamers who put LED lights and customizable illumination all over their hardware. A strange practice from people you'd expect to be gazing intently at the screen instead of the box powering it. That's, that's too accurate for you? I mean... Look, Doesn't it seem dismissive? It's, it I mean, seems look at a little what he's surrounded yes, by. Right. It does. I, I forgot to... I, I have more lights I forgot to turn on. I have like a purple spotlight thing that I forgot to turn on. Well, have you updated your uh, software that controls it? Because you might want to do that. We like audio here. We talk about it a lot. Ad nauseum. 
sometimes. But there's yeah. a you know razor, and I don't know if you know this or not. I don't think this is uh, you know apropos of anything. But razor bought THX a while back, but I don't see any THX branding on these. But it is a seven point one channel, and you know what does that even mean anymore? It oh, means more if you uh, subscribe to their extra services. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I couldn't yeah. believe this, Jeremy. Oh, I yeah. This part. Oh, no. Oh, there's THX. There's the THX I was waiting for. Spatial audio costs you $10 to $20. Well, of course, Windows 10 has, like, spatial audio itself, but... Yeah, but if, if you want the uh, Razer spatial audio, you can either get it for 10 bucks as you're buying the headset, or presumably if you bought it within a month or two or 20 bucks if you don't but if you want the true audio experience where you can get a personalized spatial audio experience from the immersive hive software which actually uploads it to the cloud so no matter where you go your headset will download and set the exact same graphic equalizer settings that you had anywhere else it can be yours for the low price of what is it about uh, 40 bucks a year yeah, it's like three ninety nine a month or something. Yeah, or and or you can buy a a long just for a, sorry forty dollars for a five year plan. Oh, it's such a bargain! Fifteen dollars. But the other part about this is it's not just an immersive audio experience. It is actually a, a HUD display on your computer while you're playing a game, so that if it detects an audio signal, regardless of the level that it should be, if it's if it's too quiet that you should be able to hear it. While you're playing your first-person shooter, it will all of a sudden give you an indication that, yes, someone is approaching from the rear or the front or around the corner because it's not listening to human-level audio. It's just, yeah, I got an audio input, which is, uh, and if it's one of the games that the software supports, that's a footfall, and it's coming from over there. And all of a sudden, you've got an indicator on your HUD while you're playing that, oh, yeah, someone's sneaking up behind you because that's not cheating or anything. Hmm. Yeah. In any way, shape, yeah, or kind, kind of. I just can't get past this part that I highlighted here for the audio listeners. The immersive hive allows users to customize a 360-degree spatial audio sound profile automatically using a photograph of their right ear. Yes. Okay. If you're left-eared, well, you're just out. Yeah. No, it's bizarre. I mean, the bass microphone itself, the parent, or sorry, the bass headset itself, is 100 bucks which is pretty normal. It has a decent uh, detachable cardioid microphone to it. So if you ignore everything else about it, it actually seems nice, but it comes with some baggage that I just, yeah, I'm not, not a big fan of this razor. Did you guys hear about Silicon Lottery? And for people who don't know what Silicon Lottery is, it was this place that would buy what, like us Canadians. Years. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they served Canada. Maybe they, they did not serve Canada. Oh, okay. They might well, not. Well, if have. you lived in America, the land of the free and the brave who love their pre-binned CPUs from China and Taiwan and Germany, where do they diffuse CPUs? I guess I'm getting off track. So anyway, Silicon Lottery, they used to pre-overclock and test CPUs and then sell them to you at a huge markup and say that this has been tested to run at this speed and this voltage. Well, they're they're shutting down. Let's see a combination of reasons. Current because they're already pre-bent, coming yeah. out of the factory. Intel is pushing their silicon as far as they can possibly push it. I mean, all you have to do to get max performance out of an Intel CPU is just disable power limits, and then 
you know, and whatever its maximum clock speed is, just push it all core. Yeah. You know, it'll yep. it'll do it. And just just buy the highest end one. Just buy the you know, mm. whatever nine hundred series yeah. that you can get your hands on. As long on. as you don't mind one hundred degree Celsius running temps. <laughs> even it's getting towards winter. A multi like like a two forty or even a two eighty all in one liquid cooler. As long as you don't mind that, you can run this thing completely unencumbered. And but you go from multi core to molten core. <laughs> I was going to suggest a larger AIO actually than just a 240. Yeah, it used to be that 240s were good. Like, you know, back in the day, 10 years ago, it was do I need a 240 or can I get by with a 120? Oh, no, no. Well, what were you no, dissipating? Like, 200 plus, 250, 200 tops? Then or now? Because, oh, well, then now we're just in a different stratosphere. Much. We're not in the 95 watt <laughs> TDP CPU world anymore. And that's 125 well, with a yes. wink and a nod because it's really yeah, like 200 cool. plus. It's amazing. And yeah, I mean, you know, Intel and AMD build so many uh, structures in their CPUs um, that allow them to run at a more optimal speed, you know, in terms of power gating and and uh all those other things that 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 really help to get a more heterogeneous no 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 homogeneous type performance out of out of their their silicon and yeah intel's got the k series die amd's got their x in fact you know their 5000 series are all x so yeah, it's it's. I imagine it was just getting harder and harder, and the reason to go with them is just there's there there is none. I mean, you 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 may find a couple that'll have you know slightly better overall performance, but like you know Sebastian said, you just pick that high clock all core and let it loose, and make sure you have good enough cooling and. They all just kind of sit there. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting where no they business. can push silicon. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, there's no. It's not a business here anymore. Yeah. It's it's just overclocking in general. This isn't that exciting. The the exciting no. overclocking stuff is always liquid nitrogen, right? Yeah. So, the days of the old cellar on. And even then, that's oh. not exciting at all. I mean, have you watched those guys because overclock it's, that stuff? it's not accessible. It's boring, really. It is, but it's yeah. not accessible yeah. to the rest of us. So, yeah. I mean, well, the we whole can't, we can't process I mean, is boring too. <laughs> way back in the day, when you know Ryan was doing the uh, QuakeCon, we had EVGA uh, go up there and doing overclocking with liquid nitrogen, and it was like seriously thirty minutes of them just rebooting, heating up the copper thing with you know. After blow after torch. a field run, they do the blowtorch. Yeah. Everybody's just sitting there like, "Are you going to show us?" I just no. It's it's awful. Yeah. It's an awful experience yeah. watching the Don't extreme. Don't want to watch somebody screw around for well, hours. And the big reveal is, oh look, it's three D Mark. Hooray! The, look, I got okay, one we were core. Getting to one one run in. <laughs> one core yeah, running at seven gigahertz, guys. It's 
it's not even just the CPU cores. They're also tuning a, a half a dozen memory parameters as well. well of course, so yeah. it's, it's a lot of it. I mean, records. not even Johnny She would save that. You know, he'd be up there <laughs> seven gigahertz. Isn't that incredible? No, it's it's just <laughs> just can't do it. Can't I used to love do it. Overclocking just as an amateur yeah. who didn't know anything because I would get a oh man, Acceleron three hundred A was the best thing. I mean, you'd get Pentium yeah. three four fifty performance, and yeah. it would just would run. It was great. Slap it in there, overclock it. You're good oh, to it go. It was fun to overclock too. Think yeah. about yeah. the old days. Back then you had to think about stuff. The intelligent boosting of everything. Graphics card overclocking used to be a lot of fun. You could push higher frequencies and give it a little bit more voltage and find a stable memory overclock. And now it's like, oh, my GPU already is going as fast as it pretty much can. <clears throat> Unless I Back in my day, I used right. to have to flip dip switches and do math yeah. to overclock yeah. my processor. And, that's and, the, and overclocking you, you memory almost, on GPUs is so useless. It's just, Moving along. Yeah. Sad. Okay. The best new Aliens game, Jeremy. What is it? Uh, I mean, I don't know that it's going to be this. You said technically, in the title, technically, technically the, best. the best new Aliens game. So tell because me how there is the waiting. only new Aliens game. We've, there is no, literally no other new Aliens games. So long. Can it okay, just the, not suck? Very, very briefly, totally aside here. I, I happen to have a copy of Acclaim's All-Star Baseball 2001 on N64. And the box says, this is the big selling point, the only new baseball game <laughs> this year. Yes. That was, it's like, wow, it's the only option. I should buy this. <gasps> <laughs> so, and by guess, default, the best. Yeah, like this, like uh, you know, Alien. Can this not Fire suck, Team please? Elite is the best because it's the only option. Yeah, so. uh, I mean the the last good one they had was Alien Isolation, which was a totally different type of Aliens game that had ever been done before. Um, I mean the lack of firearms, kind of obvious there, uh, but I mean. It's one of those franchises where the original one that came out was amazing. It, it did things that had never been done before. Uh, there, there never had been like a hunter versus or one versus everyone else where you played the alien and you were hunting down the Marines. And uh, as I watched a video not too long ago, they figured that on a straight out run, the alien that they had in there, which could move on any surface whatsoever, could hit about uh, 280 mile an hour. Uh, and I believe it because you could, you could rush in, grab somebody, kill them and be gone before they had a chance to even spin around. So you had this, this great you know, legacy. And then there was most of the other ones, like that's not mentioned colonial Marines. Apparently if you delete a spelling mistake in an INI, it gets slightly better, but it's still ugly as shite. This one is third person, as you can see from the screenshots. It is a squad-based uh, sort of battlefield and cod blops and everything else. And you've got, I believe it's five different classes to choose from, if you which are customizable and stop me if this sounds familiar. But apparently facing endless hordes of aliens is actually kind of fun for some people. I mean, I certainly enjoyed it back in the old days where it was just two people against the hordes of aliens and the multiplayer, which is fun. So, you know, it could be kind of fun. Uh, the reviews are not a hundred percent horrific, which is, you know, a big step up from most of the other ones. So, you know, maybe it's worth checking it out. Maybe it's not, I don't know, but it is 
the only one. And it's on PC. It's not exclusive to the N64. No, it's on a bunch of things. I think you can get it on a Switch if you want to. If you haven't noticed, we're moving seamlessly on to the review section. Brett is using a microphone from HyperX called the Quadcast. And I was using that too until I got this. They sent me the Quadcast S to review, and I've been using it off and on ever since. And it sounds the same. It's the same microphone but element. But it's blue. But yeah, I have it this sort of... Well, his is it, blue. It's supposed to be teal. To my eyes, it looks teal. I don't have the it, color balance totally correct here. It's, it's, yeah, it's I, was going, I was going for like a piece of... It's more of a robin's egg, thing. to be honest. Okay. Well, the idea was kind of the, the bluish, greenish PC per colors, but they're not exactly correct because I don't have very many shades of RGB on these light strips. That's neither here nor there. Let's forget about RGB. What if you had this kind of sound, which I think these microphones sound great. So do I. I don't know if I sound great, but I think the microphones have very good sound. Looking at Google here, I just searched HyperX Quadcast. You can see that the Quadcast S is $159 and the original sells for about $129 to $139. But over here on the right, there's this, this thing called the SoloCast, which is only $59.99. So what's that all about? Well, they sent one. And I was testing it the other day. And I wrote this review. I took this picture right in my living room where I was testing it. I had it uh, right by the window there and was enjoying myself it's just saying complete nonsense into the microphone and recording it with audacity recordings which will never be heard by any living thing ever because i deleted them I but i listened to that. that and i subjectively decided the sound is very good in fact it sounds it sounds just like this it sounds like a quadcast but only in one mode because what you're getting from this little mic, which is about five inches tall and stands closer to seven in its little built-in stand here, it's unidirectional. It's um, cardioid pickup pattern only. There are four patterns you can select with the original Quadcast and Quadcast S. This one just gives you that cardioid pattern. So you have fewer mic elements in here. It doesn't do like stereo pickup or any of that stuff. So if you just want good quality standard microphone this is very tempting at this price level so it has the tap to mute at the top oh huh it and it still has an led indication it's just this soft um light here on the front above the hyperx logo obviously this does not light up up here so it's less flashy but you don't need to run any special software or anything for it. it's USB-C. there's no it doesn't take over your computer as the sound card there's no headphone output on it like there is on the Quadcast. It's just a microphone. So, and you can add it to a boom arm or a different stand if you want to. It has standard threading on the bottom of it. If you want to take it out of its little stand. And it, the short version of this was that I thought it sounded great. Rich, full-range sound, plenty of bass, good detail. Some background noise rejection. It's not like super directional like a high LPR 40 is. But it's $59. And... Actually, when I was looking it up on Amazon, it's only $49 right now. So apparently it does go on sale. I think for about 50 bucks, as good as this sounds, it sounds like a quadcast in the cardioid mode. So 59 bucks, And it's small. That's nice. It seems like a good deal. It, the only other thing that it lacks is the um, isolation that these mounts sort of, you know, lend so that, that you went, you know, 
yeah, thing on yep. the desk or this, something. The shock mount that it's in. The shock mount. And that, just, that makes a difference. Like, yeah, if you're if you're <clears> tapping <throat> on the desk or if you bump it, you're definitely going to hear yeah. it more than you would. And I also noticed, I don't think I put that, I put that in the review. I think I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that the tap to mute on these is pretty much silent. When you tap to mute on the solo cast, it's like, you ever have one of those old Radio Shack microphones with a switch on the side? When you switch it off, you hear like a clunk and then the audio goes away. That yeah. is the kind of sound. You actually hear like, and then like this, I don't know how to describe it. This was very high sensitivity. I mentioned in the review, I had to turn the gain down to like 50%. So go into Windows and drag the slider down to about 50, unless it's really far away from you, because otherwise you're going to be clipping. So anyway, give it the gold award. Uh, check it out. We've reached uh, picks of the, the week. end. Picks. Not the end yet. It's not the end yet. Josh, please tell well, us. Yeah. What we should. Well, buy I just saw this today. Three hundred dollars off. Okay, it's a sixty-five inch LG C1 OLED. I got the same model at fifty-five inches for less than fifteen hundred bucks. So not only is this one now three hundred dollars off, which takes it down to eighteen hundred dollars, but they'll throw in a hundred and fifty dollar gift card. So if you're going to buy anything else from Newegg, you just—it's essentially. $1,650, about $200 more than the 55-inch. Hey, plus a three-year protection plan. Yeah. Free. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, it's Whenever you buy things, you just buy it, and you shouldn't look back. Click on 55. Just let's see if they, the 55 is on sale now. Do you, do you really want to know? Yes, I want to know. So okay. I can yell. You're about to see a grown man cry on... T- uh, wait, see pricing oh, cart. See pricing oh, no. cart. That means it must be really low. And it still has One. the gift card. Yep. I'm going to click on it. $1,496. No, that's, uh, I mean, it's $150 gift cards big, but that's yeah. that's about what I paid for it. So, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I love my 55-inch. I probably would like a 65, but I'll take what, you know, I'm, I'm going to be happy with what I have. Jeremy, you've got like a paragraph here. Jeremy. I mean, the, the second one is, is funnier uh, and just makes me laugh, but the first one is kind of amusing. Uh, there is a script that uh, you can grab uh, from Link over at Bleeping Computer, which will let you, if for some reason you want to, install Windows 11 on a machine that isn't running TPM 2.0, that doesn't meet the CPU specs, uh, doesn't have secure boot enabled, and you know other things proving that Windows 11's uh, touted built-in security requirements are, uh, you know cloudy we, we will complete say fluff you know, complete fluff yeah is what you're saying. vaporware sort of <laughs> yeah i mean good lord i don't know why you would want to uh but on the up on the plus side if you've never run into a universal media creation tool it is a great wrapper uh so if you want to set up your own custom windows 10 build with a bunch of stuff already wrapped into it like microsoft used to be able to do with the the bundle stuff you, you can pretty much do it uh, for any sort of version and sort of pick at boot which version you want to pick uh, up to it, including different versions. So if you want to go back to the Windows 10 1908, you can do that and you can install it from scratch there because you found that going to 20H1 makes your machine explode. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't know why you would want to do this, but uh, the plus, on the other hand, if you're testing this out on VMs, uh, much 
to no one's shock whatsoever, Microsoft's suggestion that no, TPM 2.0 won't be required on VMs, so you'll be able to install and test it. And, you know, it's not like you can install TPM 2.2 on a virtual machine. It depends on whatever actually it's running on, whether it supports it or not. So yeah, if you really, really want to, you can do this. But I, I honestly think it's much funnier that uh, Microsoft Store will be having an Epic app on it, the Epic Games app. So you'll be able to run itch.io, which is now available on Epic from Microsoft. So our, our, your gaming platform is now three levels deep because obviously there's a lot of separation between them. And I just think this is utterly and completely ridiculous. But Jeremy, it gets five stars with one rating. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the the guy from Epic rating it. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's the guy from itch.io. Or it's just photoshopped. Well, it probably is because it doesn't exist yet. But yeah, yeah it's, it's apparently you can run a gaming platform on a different gaming platform on a gaming, different gaming platform if you need to on a Windows 11 install that doesn't have TPM 2.0. Hmm. Zbit would be proud. <laughs> I guess he would, wouldn't he? It's an odd, odd world, Josh. Mm-hmm. Brett? What do you got for us, Brett? Look, I'm going to still keep pushing this uh, 5.1 surround, and I've thought of something new to do with it. This is actually a very reasonably priced, very small, but very decent, high-quality 5.1, if I can just speak, 5.1 surround speaker set from, from Klipsch for under $300. I first picked this up on Woot a little while ago, but they sold through. Newegg's got it now. And according to them, the Highline price on this was almost $1,300. I'm not sure that I believe it, mm. but it's a bit of a stretch. It's good speakers. It's not $1,300 good. Still, it's a wireless sub, uh, 2.4 gigahertz on the wireless sub. If, if you want to run it that way, it's possible to run it wired, but it is possible to tuck it into a corner and not have to run wires across you know, your floor if you wanted to run it that way. But my consideration for this is, hey, why don't we try and start to bring back the creative sound blasters of the world or the the EVGA uh, sound cards of the world and get people back on the 5.1 output from their computers, maybe, you know, non-optical, and run into a uh, a 5 amplifier and start to bring real, you know, spacious room-filling 5.1 sound back to PC gaming. This is your gateway, you know, $289.00. Bring it to your computer instead of the living room. Just throwing mm. that out there as an idea. They need a sound card. They need a 5.1 amp. It's something cool for your PC that you probably haven't spent any money on yet. And if you're looking for an opportunity to spend more money on your gaming rig, this might be it. As long as you don't bother anyone else in the house. And if so, they just suck it up. Josh can't wait to get off of this show. And well, my, my I still got some back pain, and oh. so sitting here for a couple hours is... Hey, it's only, it's only been an hour and a half-ish. Yeah. It's 11.28 yeah. Eastern. Let's just call it a show. Thanks for listening and or watching. We will talk at you again next week. We'll be back. Thank you. See you guys. Good night. <laughs>